What's up, everybody? I am Ryan McNichols, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Hauk, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. What's up, everybody? It is Thursday, October 27th. I don't know why I didn't know the date right there. We are in the middle of watching Thursday Night Football. I am your host, Ryan McNichols, joined by my co-host, Rich Hout. What's up, guys? And our producer, Mike Coyle. How you doing? We are all back here and together this week. Sorry about uh, everything that went on last week, but uh, we're just going to kind of get through it today. So we've got a lot of news that's break broke since the last time we were all here together on the podcast. Some trades happened, some injuries happened, some things to go through. And then we are going to preview this upcoming week taking a look at some guys that we're going to be you know, trying to trade for in, in our Dynasty and Redraft Leagues and some guys that we're going to try to trade away in Dynasty and Redraft Leagues that we're just kind of done with. And we'll take you through the first half of the games, and then we're going to take a break and come back with another episode and take you through the second half of the games for this upcoming week. So, well, without anything else, let's uh, just get started in the major news. So let's start with the injuries, unfortunately. Brees Hall, we found out, torn ACL, out for the rest of the season. This hurts. I had him on a team. I had him on a team where I also had Javante Williams, so I'm down bad at the uh, running back position in that league. That's a, that's a rough that's a rough roll of the dice there. Yeah, that's a redraft league. I got Gus Edwards as my RB2 in that league now. So Yeah, and as we're saying right now, he's not being used correctly. No, he sure isn't. Don't know what the Ravens are doing. The Ravens threw 29 pass attempts in the first game, I think they said it was, something like 27, 27, 27 in the first half, yep. 27 pass attempts in the first half for some reason in a one-score game. The exact opposite strategy of the Atlanta Falcons, well, who Rick decided... Well, kind of just brought up uh, why he thinks they might be doing that. Yeah, with Tampa Bay missing some guys in the secondary, I mean, it's a logical attacking point, but, I mean, it's not what the Ravens do well. They're a running team. That's what they need to do. No. See, on this drive here, they're running the football and they're moving it. I mean, we saw the Falcons down three scores, and they still continue to run the ball all game. <laughs> yeah, well, what well, you right. think about the Falcons? So, yeah, so Brees Hall is out. He tore his ACL. He's done. You would think that would be a big boost for Michael Carter, but the Jets then, uh, you know, almost immediately traded for Brian Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it looks like it's still going to be a committee there with the Jets wanting to kind of grind it out with somebody like James Robinson and then maybe using Michael Carter as, you know, the pass catching back. That is big stocks up for Travis Etienne, though. Yes, sir. It is Etienne season now. It's time to feast. To take all holders, time. holders rejoice. Yes. So, good news for Travis Etienne. Who is that that's being carted off? Shaquille Barrett. That is not good for the Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not. And with an ankle. So uh, the Jets got James Robinson for uh a sixth-round pick that could become a fifth-round pick if certain conditions are met. That's the most capital that's ever been spent on James Robinson, who is an undrafted rookie. Yeah, and so I think it's good, good. It's good upside for Robinson owners as well. You know, I think you would rather. I, I think you know. I'm not saying that like his. He's gonna come out and be like you know some like RB one some you know out here, but like, I dude, people have doubted the man before, and all he's doing is stacking chips on his shoulder right now. I mean, the Jets have been running the ball a lot too, yeah. so it's better to go there to a team that's got you know is fo- is leaning more towards the run and, and kind of abandoning the pass game as opposed to being in a timeshare with the Jaguars where 
it's more yeah. of a balanced offense. It's and, and, and a time show where the other guy's clearly better than you. Yeah. Like yeah, now you go now you're playing with Michael Carter and it's like, okay, who's better at running back there? Like it's it's definitely, you know, a, a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, who Robinson just, owners are gonna happy with the move. Kenyon Drake yeah. just scored a touchdown for the Baltimore Ravens. They caught a pass. Was a Lamar he, Jackson. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Oh, so Jackson's right on pace. So what? And ran around uh, eighteen to twenty points tonight. That's, that's kind of nice. If you want to tempt him? I yeah. wouldn't. He can get hot. I in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> so aside from Brees Hall, we did have a couple other serious injuries. Mike Williams hurt his ankle. It's a high ankle sprain, right? I believe it's a high ankle sprain. Saying it should be somewhere from four to six weeks, I believe, is the deal with Mike Williams. So Keenan Allen had come back in this game. He Basically, he came out, played for a little bit to see how he could go, and then uh, at one point basically had him take himself taken out of the game because he couldn't go 100%. So we'll keep an eye on this wide receiving core. Josh Palmer didn't play in the game because of concussion, so... Mike you know, Evans was having or Mike Evans, Mike Williams was having himself a nice season. PPR wide receiver uh, nine, at, number nine in standard and in PPR. I mean, but that's better than you could have expected before the season started, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, his floor seems a little injury. bit safer just from looking at the stats here. Like you, no Keenan Allen helps. Yeah, it, I, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I I didn't really consider that too much, but I mean, it's just like it's it's disappointing. I mean, the whole that whole Chargers offense outside of Austin Eckler right now is. It is not. Yeah, I mean, Mike Williams was killing his ADP. Yeah. You drafted him and you were starting him. You were rocking with him and enjoying it. It's yep. a shame for the injury now. Yeah, and we know we had Keenan Allen coming back. Like we said, he got a little – his injury seemed – like I don't know if it was re-aggravated or he just realized that he couldn't go 100% like he thought he could. So he pulled himself out of the game. And I don't know, maybe they're on a bye this week. Maybe he's healthy when they come out. If not, it would be Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter as the top two wide receivers for the Chargers. Either way, I'd probably be looking to pick up Josh Palmer in a redraft league if he's available, which he probably is. People, you know, Keenan Allen came back this week, and Keenan Allen or Mike Evans are going to be playing. Some people might have dropped Josh Palmer. Just check your league, see if he's available, pick him up, you know, throw him on your bench. And we know Mike Williams is going to be out for a bit of time. We don't know what's going to happen with Keenan Allen, so it can't hurt to have Josh Palmer That's on your bench. Idea. Somebody's got to catch passes <laughs> there. Check, Good I'm news for it. Gerald Everett. Yeah. That too. Yeah, Austin Eckler and Gerald Everett obviously are just going to increase their involvement in the offense, which is already high, but there's going to have to throw the ball to wide receivers at some point. Yeah. DK Metcalf suffered a knee injury. We weren't sure he was he was on a cart, but we've seen him on a cart before for <laughs> something that was not an injury. So we weren't really sure. He now on the inside. they're being kind of uh, vague about the severity. you know the extent and severity of yeah, the knee injury. Patellar tendon injury. They, they won't say anything other than that. They haven't given a timetable. The last it was DK wanted to be back for practice yesterday on Wednesday. Did not practice. I'm not sure if he practiced today or not. I'm going to look into that. Metcalf is a very interesting uh, case study in Dynasty right now. Did he practice today? You got his card up there. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Absent from Thursday's practice. Okay, Okay. so he hasn't practiced for the past two days. He's not playing this week. It seems highly unlikely. So that leaves Tyler Lockett and, surprisingly, Marquise Goodwin. Stepped in as the number two wide receiver for them last week. It's so good to see Goodwin uh, out there performing. You know, he, he had a rough rough run of, of, of some stuff in his career. You know, it's, he's out here producing now, you know. So. Yeah, go for him. I like him. He's got a good story. Yeah, he's more of a daily fantasy player than he is a redraft or dynasty Absolutely. player. Though. Yeah, no, I'm just happy that he's doing something right now in the league. And then we found out earlier today, Jamar Chase has a hip injury. It looks like he's going to be out, what was it, six to eight weeks, four to six weeks? Which one was it, four to six? They're being very, they, 
He's we're saying he's going on IR, so that's at least four. After that, I don't know. They're being pretty uh, pretty vague. Like if you could read the tea leaves and, and try and come up with something, maybe. But I, I don't know. It's at least four. Yeah, it's safe to say. Reading tea leaves. Yeah, I think that's how I, I my my teams might fare better if I would just start going off of that kind of stuff. Be a whole new segment we can do. We just sit here reading tea leaves. Yeah, what we should do is bring in an expert. No, no, no. We got to learn to do it ourselves. No, no, no. no. We got to bring in the expert. We should. We yeah. should bring an expert in. Rashad White yeah, with Rashad an explosive White. play. Yeah, well, you nice. should become the experts, and then we can get an interview with Aaron Rodgers because you know he'd be down yeah, oh, to have dude, us read the TV. Is that, our, is that a long term play? Is Aaron Rodgers uh, come? We come bring Aaron Rodgers in and read some tea leaves for him. Yeah, exactly. The, we'll all have to be good. It's a long term goal. We all drink some ayahuasca and read tea leaves. <laughs> all right. Put <laughs> down, dude. What's up? Oh, man. Just, just a regular Aaron Rodgers weekend. So, Jamar Chase out. That's Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins stocks up. Also, Hayden Hurst, who's been getting more involved in the offense. All three of them should see, you know, increased involvement. Jamar Chase, uh, yeah, like we said, out for a few weeks. And then Joe Mixon's already been, you know, pretty much heavily involved in the offense. I don't know if his efficiency is going to get any more, but he's a board. I mean, on the season, he's, what, RB11, so he's a borderline RB1, but I'm not really benching an R- a running back in, you know, redraft that's getting 20, you know, getting close to 20 touches a game. Dynasty, he might be somebody to trade away. I know that's something you were talking about before, Rich. Yeah. Is, is that our first game here? Uh, uh, it's not. We can come back to yeah, that we'll later. we'll get to him. We'll get right. to him. We'll circle back to that. David Njoku suffered an ankle injury for the Browns. He's going to be out for a while. We'll see how this affects the Browns' passing game. We'll see if maybe Amari Cooper or Donovan Peoples-Jones gets a little more involved and you know have a little bit of a higher floor. And then Daniel Bellinger suffered a gruesome injury in his game. He took a hand or you, you took a took I, five I figures to the face is what <laughs> it looked like a thumb. <laughs> I feel like the defender was trying to snatch his eye out, but yeah, Daniel Bellinger, the defender's hand got in between his face mask and hit him in the eye. His eye started bleeding. He was taken to the hospital. Turns out he has an orbital fracture, essentially, you know, a fracture to the eye socket. So he's going to, I believe he's going to need surgery to repair that. And he's probably going to be out for a while. I don't imagine that's, that's not an injury that you want to try to play until it's fully healed because you don't want to try to re-injure that or risk that. It looks like a freak thing. Permanent I mean, sight in your eye, yeah. Yeah, it was just a freak That freak is just accident. one of those, like, super unlucky things. Like, yeah. How many tackles, like, have you watched in the NFL in your lifetime? Like, it's a lot. How many times have you seen a, a guy's full hand go in the face mask? Yeah, it's... Like, it's, it, you might see a finger or two, but, like, the dude's whole hand went in the guy's face mask. That yeah, was crazy. It was a gruesome... Not really keen on watching this replay. <laughs> I'll just look away while you guys. I mean, oh, you can't can rose it. Yeah, it's it's uh. But it's, I, I remember. It's, it's, it's I, like I saw it. He's falling. Is that that was the thing. They showed that replay. How many? Like I feel like they, that was. They showed that replay a ton. They on. did. They showed it way too many times. But yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully he's he's he'll be all right. So. Yo. It just sucks because he was you know starting to emerge as you know a consistent pass catcher mm-hmm. in a Giants offense that doesn't really have any. So. But yeah. uh. Outside of that, move on to some trades. We already mentioned James Robinson earlier. Biggest trade that happened, Christian McCaffrey went to the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco gave up a second, a third, and a fourth-round pick this year, and then a fifth-round pick in 2024 in order to get CMC. 
this is, you know, of course, after spending a third-round pick on Trey Sermon and, what was it, a fifth or sixth-round pick on Six. Tyrion Davis-Price. No, that was a third for Tyrion Davis-Price. It took Elijah Mitchell the previous year. Oh, was Elijah sixth. Mitchell was yeah. sixth, and Tyrion Davis-Price, right, was a third-round pick. Yeah, and then you trade it. So is that uh, seven draft picks that they've used on running backs in the past <laughs> few years, and for a team that, you know, has shown that they can kind of run the ball with anybody that they have back there and consistently seems to get their running backs hurt, just doesn't seem like, the best use of uh, draft capital to me. Curious, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, bottom line, CMC is on the San Francisco 49ers. How do we, wh- what do we feel about CMC going from Carolina to the 49ers? I mean, you're feeling great about uh, it. I feel yeah, awesome if I had him. The touchdowns have to increase, you'd think. Better, yeah. He's on a better I mean, offense, so everything yeah. is going to get better. He's already playing well right now. He was playing. He was putting out points on the uh, when he was on the Panthers. I just don't know if he's going to get the target share in San Francisco like he was going to get in Carolina. I'm just concerned. Like I feel like him and Debo Samuel could almost have like an interchangeable role, and I don't know if that helps or hurts the two of them. And that like they're both going to kind of share the same role, and so like the touches that each of them is going to get is going to be kind of minimized. Maybe uh, maybe maybe they switch the offense up a little bit. For to to tailor it so that Debo's not doing as much carrying the ball, I mean, like I mean, or, or like you know less gadget, like make him more conventional wide receiver, and have McCaffrey kind of do some more of that kind of stuff. Uh, I would expect that to happen. I mean, dude, the, they got him. They 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 could, they're playing to win. I expect them to run him into the ground. Like, for sure. yeah. I don't expect them to be that's like, scary too. Him. There, yeah, it is yeah. scary, but like, dude, it's it. it I mean. It, he can hold up. And he's gonna boom hard. I right? mean, I'm just like trying to think. Like, when when's the last time do we think that a 49ers running back played? You know, like 12 plus games. Yeah. Also, just real quick, uh, th- this Baltimore offense just were from watching the game. This <laughs> they should have been running the ball the whole yeah, game. They, it runs if it's not going through. If it's not going through Mark Andrews in the passing game, it is just this Devin Duvernay stuff is hilarious to me. Crazy. Uh, he's really not a great fantasy. Producer, but dude, he is a great real life football player. He like, is. It, 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 it's it's awesome to watch. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail us too much yeah, there. You're good. Yeah. With the with the Niners though, I just want to kind of say this it doesn't really have anything to do with fantasy, but their offensive versatility is just ridiculous. Like you mentioned, with uh, Debo can line up a running back, McCaffrey can line out wide. Kittle's basically like a left tackle who can catch passes. And Kittle's like, look really good now that he's he, he's what played two really great games in a row now. Yeah, their weapons, their versatility is is very impressive, man. Yeah, and then you got Jimmy G back there. Jimmy G slinging, slinging, dude. It is. Is this are we are we in a repeat episode? I thought his arm was in a sling this it past did. week. Would they lose forty three to twenty two? At least it wasn't, wasn't pretty for the Niners this week. So, but. all right. Um, and then the final trade of fantasy relevance: Kadarius Tony, or possible fantasy relevance. Kadarius <laughs> Tony got traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. For a third-round pick and a sixth-round pick. So this was the Giants' first-round pick a year ago. And they just got a third and a sixth in return for him. I mean, I mean it's it's good for them in the sense that they got something for a guy they were clearly never going to use. I mean, is, is it a great recoup of value and resources? No, not really. I mean, you just spent a first on them, and then you get a third. But, like, they clearly weren't going to use him at all. So, like, I guess, you know, a little golf clap for them for getting something for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on with him, man? Is he really just like that, like unprofessional? Like I just, I don't. 
You know, I felt like when he was on the field and got the ball, he did well. It just doesn't seem like they, one, well, he can't get on the field, and two, when he can, they don't just don't want him out there. I don't know. Seems weird. Seems bad for him. All right. So that's it as far as the trades go. There are some potential trade candidates out there. Apparently, you know, the Broncos are about to have a fire sale, even though they just traded all their draft capital to get Russell Wilson and push him over the top. Seems to be this notion that they're going to sell everybody. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Melvin Gordon, Alberto Quabenam, all being talked about in trades. You know, Judy's kind of, when Russell Wilson's out there, Judy's been behind Cortland Sutton. Now since, you know, when Brett Ryper is out there, Judy was the more favored target. That's only a one-game sample size, though. K.J. Hamler hasn't really gotten involved in the offense. He's shown up here and there, but not too much. But apparently teams are uh, hitting the Broncos up for him. K.J. Hamler is definitely not happy. (laughs) Melvin Gordon's fumbling his way out of a job, and I don't know why teams are calling interested about him. It's uh, whatever. And then Albert Oquabinam. Broncos like to use four tight ends. He's not one of them for some reason. We thought he might take over once Noah Fant was gone. We're dead wrong. It seems to be Greg Dulcich now. Yeah, he was the one getting all the hype. <laughs> yeah, Dulcich, dude. Love it, dude. I screamed him in the redraft, and he did exactly what I needed him to do. Six points. <laughs> okay, and then Chase Claypool. Teams have been calling about Chase Claypool, but the Pittsburgh Steelers insist that they are not trading him. Apparently, they would need to be blown away by an offer in order to trade Chase Claypool away. He's a top three wide receiver in the league, dude. I don't yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think you get a lot of draft capital for a top three wide receiver you pay, in the you league. Pay two, you, pay, you pay at least a first for Chase Claypool. That's what the Steelers got to be telling yeah. people. Maybe, yeah, they need some offensive line help. Get a couple of picks for him. I don't know. But, yeah, apparently, the I don't know if it's just posturing or if they're really dead serious about not wanting to trade him and committing to that they're already in the middle of a rebuild, so they're not going to try to trade away young talent. Dude, have we seen... What was the last time we saw the Steelers in this kind of scenario? Like, just in general, like, from a franchise perspective? Not since before Big Ben. Like, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's it funny. Before it was football aware. Be, like. uh, be, being a person that uh, spends a lot of time in the Steel City, it is very funny to watch my friends suffer. <laughs> I mean, they had they had two decades of a nice. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, okay. no, I enjoy it. I actively enjoy it. Cam Akers also being talked about for you know being up for trade. I don't know that that's necessarily you know a secret or anything. He's just uh, I don't yeah. There's the report that he has you know philosophical differences with Sean McVay. So I don't think he's going to play another down for the Rams. Just a matter no. of where he gets traded and what he gets, he traded, gets traded for. Traded. Yeah. <laughs> That's, a, that's the only upside that he has right now in fantasy. Please go to a different team. Please please go start over. Boss, dude. Brandon Cook's also being talked about as a potential trade candidate. You know, the Texans are struggling a bit. He's an older wide receiver, and Nico Collins has kind of been emerging, and like they've almost been on equal footing so far this season, so maybe they just go with the youth movement and move on. Again, I'm just, these are just the rumors going around. Then Mike Gusecki and A.J. Green. I can't imagine... Why are people trying to call and trade for A.J. Green? I don't know. It's a great question. I feel like for the Cardinals, he's literally just out there running routes and not doing a single thing with them. Like he, I feel like he runs like routes on 90% of the plays, and he like never shows up on the stat sheet. He feels like the type of guy, like we all know a guy in the fantasy league who puts somebody on the trade block that nobody wants, A.J. Green. Yeah. It's yeah. in real life football now. Yeah. Maybe he does get traded. I don't know. I just I don't, I don't see it, though. Dude's toasted. I mean, he had a great career. He did have he's a great old. career. Well, yeah, it's, 
I think he's like, like 33. Like, yeah. He just types it, dude. And then uh, some quarterback news. Matt Ryan has been benched in <laughs> Indianapolis. Talk about a guy looking toasty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going too hard on these fellas tonight. So, They're great athletes. I mean, they're elite. They're elite. They but, are, you know, yeah. it's the men's league, and sometimes <laughs> you're just a, the men's league. you're a little bit too old. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt Ryan, who led the league in interceptions and fumbles and sacks and all that before, or you know, I, yeah, I think before the game last week, is benched. Sam Ellinger is going to be the starter, and. Who just caught that? Isaiah Likely. Isaiah, Isaiah Likely. Likely with a touchdown for the Ravens. Uh, stepping up in uh, the absence of Mark Andrews right here. And so, what was I saying? So, Sam Ellinger is going to be the starter, and Nick Foles is going to be the backup, the number two. Matt Ryan is not even, I don't think, is even going to be active on game days. So, RIP Matt Ryan. It was a great career. We'll always remember that Super Bowl. It's hey, not, not great for his legacy, but... Matt Ryan is he a will Philadelphia be, local. We he is. respect Matt Ryan. But the Penn Charter, man. We yeah. show respect for, for, yeah, for Matt Ryan. Put some respect you know? his name. But yeah, no, he's useless. It's been, um, it's been tough to watch. As someone yeah. who's been, like, you know, who's liked watching Matt Ryan yeah. like, throughout his career, it's tough watching this uh, this season. I'm, I'm kind of glad it's over. Yeah. We're getting, our, we're getting at that age for a lot of these QBs. Yeah. Some of these QBs just look sad this year. Yeah. So Mac Jones is announced is going to be continue to be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Apparently, for now, yeah. Apparently, the plan was you know if Mac Jones went out there and didn't seem like himself or seemed like there might have been some effects still lingering from the injury, they were going to pull him, and that's what happened. That's why he got taken out so early in the game last week. Zappy came out and had those two big plays, but then looked bad after that. Had a couple of turnovers. So the Patriots are still rolling with Mac Jones, and Andy Dalton is going to be starting for the Saints this week, not Jameis Winston. Uh, that 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 Zappy thing, like, because uh, this is like just purely from a, a a football narrative thing, is awesome, like to watch as an outsider, like especially you know obviously the Patriots have been so dominant, but it's just been like I get it, like you know maybe it, it most likely Mac goes back and he gets a job back, and whatever. But, like it's still super fun to watch, like. Just kind of how this is happening. I mean, it would be great if we had a. I would love a QB controversy oh, yeah. there. It's, so, a, it's always great it's to watch it happen as long as it's not your team. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know? No, yeah, you don't ever say it on your team. It's, Never. Yeah, but I mean. I felt like you loved our QB controversy, Rich. <laughs> both of yeah, them. Yeah, it turned out. Because, both of them. <laughs> it turned out well, one, they should have never been a controversy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Let's, uh, let's not take too much. All right, so that's all. For, that's all as far as the news around the league. So next thing we're gonna get into, we're just gonna go through a list of some guys that we're going to be trading for or trading away from. So these aren't. It's not necessarily a buy low or sell high sort of thing. It's more of just like guys that you would want on your team for the rest of the season, and guys that you just kind of are done with and don't want on your teams anymore. So. No real specific standards here. They could kind of be any sort of tier of player. Uh, so, do you want to start us off with someone? Yeah. Quick question though: Are we going to go through all of our trade aways and over, and then go through our trade fours, or are we just mixing and matching? Just mixing and matching right. in the order here. Let's Whatever. Do it. We'll kick it off with the uh, Thursday game. Why not? Baltimore and Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. One guy I am looking to trade away is Rashad Bateman. Yeah, if I mean, anybody, I think you might have been a day too late on that. Yeah, more um, 
more for Dynasty or so. I'm not. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'm Al, buying I'm, it, man. Al, it, like we talked about, uh, we mentioned it earlier. They threw the ball 27 times in the first half today. This, this, he had one target. This receiver work goes through Devin Duvernay and Prochet and uh, Robinson. Yeah, and he doesn't get targets. Like even. even uh, in the first half where Mark Andrews yeah. got hurt yeah. and they threw the ball twenty seven times, mm-hmm. Bateman got one target. Yeah, we, we do have to say I, I I do have to say that one of the things is that he has been injured, but also he's been injured it's also he's injured a lot his first season as well. It's like so at this point you've been injured a ton through your first two seasons and it's just like you're not if I'm out. I'm out. Honestly, if I can get a solid return mm-hmm. for Bateman, yeah, I'm he's out a throw on it at this point. I'm out on him. I, if I'm, I can get anything decent, yeah. I'm out on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally out on him as well. What about you, Ry? I feel like this is like the similar to how Marquise Brown's career started, where you know he came in with a lot of hype and then was like kind of banged up, but then when he you know was there, he would show up and have some big plays, and then just like you know took him like four years to put a thousand yard season on the on the books or whatever, and. I, I don't. Dude, I'm just. Yeah. yeah. No. He's not. He's not somebody that I'm targeting or that I. You know. When I have him on a team, I think I actually dropped him on the teams that I had him. Yeah. With bye weeks and all that are just passed and things like that and some injuries to running backs and. Yeah. In the one league that you know the redraft league you and I and together, Rich, I had to drop him because we can't use. The, we don't have IR slots that's, in that league. So that's, that's a good indicator of where he's at. Like yeah. in the he's he's a he's a borderline guy in redraft. He's your last bank spot type of guy right now, and you you hold him because he's a younger dude, and you you want to see that late season breakout. And yeah, it's still possible he's been hurt, but like like he had his good games last year when he was playing well. It's just it is it's tough from a dynasty perspective to to be super excited about him. Yeah, eight point. <clears throat> Sorry, 8.2 points for him last week in the game against the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, that was a game with Mark Andrews not doing much. He, you know, was had a knee injury, so he wasn't in there. Gus Edwards pretty much came in and carried the team for them. He scored two touchdowns easily. You know, didn't get a whole lot of volume, but was effective with the volume that he had. Uh, the, big vo- the large volume's never going to be there, I feel like. No. It just it won't with this offense. Which is no, cool because it works for them. But yeah, like, if he's going to get you know twelve to fourteen carries a week though, and possibly fall into the end zone, I mean, with the way running back is this season, I might take that. Oh, I'm, I thought we were as an RB two. Oh, I'm sorry, I was talking about uh, Gus Edwards. There, oh, you were talking yeah, about I'm, Bateman. Gus Edwards was on the fringe for me for a trade for. I had him right on the edge. I, I tried to limit it to five guys. I, I wasn't saying go. a trade for him. I was just kind, yeah. of, kind of going through what happened in this oh. in their Ravens game. You know, Lamar Jackson didn't do much, like I said, because Edwards ran the two things in. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so, and then you do anybody else that you were, you had somebody you were in a trade for in this game too, right? Um, yes. Uh, Chris Godwin. I'm looking to acquire Godwin. I just think at, at this point everybody's so low on the Buccaneers' offense, like the only way they can go is up. Yeah. It's like they're not going to be this bad all season. Like there's, I don't think that's possible. I don't. Whether, I don't. Tom Brady offense. And yep. The, putting up three points against the Carolina Panthers feels like it should be the season low for the team. So. Absolutely. So if you got somebody you know who's down on the Bucks offense or is reactionary and is looking to maybe sell some of these guys and just as he catches another ten yard pass from Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. He's got twelve uh, and a half points right now, and uh, you know he's five or eight with seventy seventy two yards, and that is. Just what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he's had a really safe floor of like double-digit fantasy points, but I feel like he just hasn't had 
a lot of explosive games. I think like he maybe he's had one game of like twenty plus points, and it was all his other ones are around like twelve to sixteen or something with yeah. Godwin. This is, yeah, he has two real, games in the beginning of the season as well. His real breakout still coming. I, I feel that. Yeah, you're 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 dead on with that uh, that that look, right? He is putting right in between eleven to fifteen and a half points, but yeah, it is all coming in mostly. I would say it's right around. 12. Has he scored a touchdown yet? I don't think he scored a touchdown. Uh, it looks like no tutters this season. Uh, yeah, no tutters. Offense has been struggling, so it's yeah, not really Yeah, so if the offense heats up, you you should expect him to heat up. Also, we got brick hands with Mike Evans now. <laughs> yeah, he's been dropping some passes, man. Yeah. I don't know what's going Mike, on. he dropped like a 64-yard pass last week. He still put up 18.6 points because he got another touchdown later on. But I, 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 want, I want that scratch for the record. I did not call Mike Evans brick hands. <laughs> and no, then uh, this... this, this Podcast is a big fan of Mike Evans. Yeah. We we're just having a little fun. Leonard Fournette and Rashad. Mike Evans with a huge catch. catch. He said, "Brick hands." Watch me take this right out of this guy's hands. Wow, that's dude. That's what he's. That's Mike They're listening to our podcast live. Right. Now. Appreciate it. Three now. Now he's got three catches for hundred three yards. <laughs> Leonard Fournette and Rashad White have been splitting duties in the backfield. It seems like he's become more of a timeshare. That's something to keep an eye on moving forward. He boxed out Humphrey and just takes us away. Next game we're going to preview is the Denver Broncos at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Broncos coming off a loss to New York Giants, 9-16. And, Rich, I think you're going to start us off with this one as well. Yeah, my tradeaway in this game um, is Jerry Judy. I'm just I'm I, everybody's it, he had a good game last week. People are hype on him, but it's just with the backup quarterback. There's another uh, scenario of Russ yeah. is Russ is back this week. He's been favoring Sutton. That offense hasn't taken off yet. Either, Even Sutton is not a great. It's, he's, before Russ got hurt, yeah. and he was wide receiver twelve. Yeah, he was like, having. He a was season, clearly yeah. the, like the guy above Judy. But yeah. If suffering heavily right now, yeah, too. He, he didn't. He got locked up a bit by uh, Sauce Gardner last week. Yeah, he, he could have had a touchdown. Sauce got away with it. Yeah, you know, he was on Sauce Island. He was also on Sauce Island last week. I mean, that is that is a real thing. It's a uh, something that right after that, I talked to another guy that we played dynasty with, and I was like, I should have known not to to do that, especially with the we're we're learning, situation. man. We're learning. Yeah, we're learning. Yeah. You stay away from Sauce. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard, like you said. I think Jerry Judy in redraft leagues right now is kind of is uh, essentially in the Rashad Bateman area. Yeah, I'd take him over Bateman though. Oh, he yeah, just has a few more yeah. targets. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, I, I, agree. I agree, absolutely. If you so. want to trade me uh, Judy for Bateman, yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's do it. Let's, let's get it done. It, let's get it done. Let's get it done. And, uh, I'll fit there too. In Di- uh, I was, that was in redraft. I had said in Dynasty. Yeah, I think I'm still holding on to Jerry Judy over Bateman, absolutely. and then I don't know if I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Bateman's getting it, the mix of the injury, like you said, the injury and the oh, I'm amazing and throw a flag it, on that. It, it's one of those things Should've that been. if these guys like start their career injured often, like that's why part of that that five twenty five rule that you see online sometimes is that that rule in you it doesn't matter if you're injured or not. Like you still have to put five and one. I think part of that that's built into there is like that thought process. And listen, I'm I'm not like you know super into the map behind it, but, like, I think that it, it kind of, you're not even going to be healthy enough to play your first season. Like, it could be projecting towards, that like, your career might yeah. be like that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. 
So, and you never know. Again, I, th- I felt like that was how Marquise Brown was. That was kind of Debo Samuel's start to, you know, his career. And then he had the breakout in year three and then, you know, got his contract. So, absolutely, things could change. We'll see. But, like you said, and also just the Ravens don't pass as much. And so, if the Broncos do get their situation figured out at some point, that offense could take off. Jerry Judy could also be traded soon again, being talked about in rumors a lot. So, the first guy that I have in that I'm going to trade for comes out of the Carolina at Atlanta Falcons game. I'm looking to trade for DJ Moore. So we saw him last week. I think he put up 19 fantasy points with P.J. Walker in a quarterback. Christian McCaffrey got traded away. Robbie Anderson got traded away. Somebody has to catch passes there in Carolina. So <laughs> do they, though? They do. Somebody does. Christian McCaffrey was getting them the past few weeks. Would you say that about Atlanta? Uh. <laughs> but no, it's different because Arthur Smith is committed to running the ball above all else. I don't think he like even looks at the scoreboard or the play clock or anything like that. I'm pretty sure he's just you know uh, he just got the playbook you know like blinders on each side next to like inside of his headphones and he's got one in front of him that he's holding so he doesn't see anything like, but his playbook. He, the he tells way. his assistant and he says, "Do not put any." He's like, if I want to call a pass, I will do it out of my head, you know. Yeah, essentially there. operating as, like, you know, Madden suggested plays is how I feel like, you know. And it's all just run. run game. <laughs> yeah. Got to establish the run game. Well, he so. should just, like, full-on embrace it and install the triple option offense. Dude, you know who he needs to talk to? He needs to He needs to have a spiritual lesson with Newt Rockney, <laughs> the guy who basically brought the passing game in, in into professional football. You're going to work him into the pod this yeah, episode. Yeah, Newt Rockney. Our, our deep dive yeah. and the Newt Rockney. But. So, yeah, Devante, uh, Deontay, Deontay Foreman filled in as the or, – Essentially, he filled in as the running back one after Chuba Hubbard got banged up in this game, although Chuba Hubbard claimed he could have gone back in. They both performed well, though. Foreman... Chuba Hubbard's still in a boot. Is he? <laughs> okay. Yeah, he well, claimed he, he could have went in all he yeah. wanted. <laughs> this could have been like David Njoku, who said that he was fine, too, and now he's out five yeah. weeks or something like that. Well, I don't know if he's been ruled out or not, Chuba Hubbard. I'm going to take a look right yeah. here and see. But he was last seen in a boot. Yeah, Fort, Foreman, 16.5 points. Chuba Hubbard, just over 15 points. So they both did well for you in addition to DJ Moore. He didn't practice but, again today. Just to, Okay, so Hubbard's probably out. Foreman is a start then. Yes. And <coughs> just kind of, <coughs> kind of surprising that after the Panthers trade away, you know, Christian McCaffrey and, you know, Robbie Anderson, all of a sudden they have, you know, their best game of the season, 21-3 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nobody saw that coming. And then as far as the Falcons go, I'm actually looking to trade for Cordero Patterson as well. He's going to be coming back from injury soon, and as we can see, they clearly want to run the ball or use their running backs in, like, short screen area he, games. You should thrive in that offense. I mean, that's what I'm saying. he's going to, yeah. He should be coming back soon. I think I saw he might be back, you know, next week or maybe the week after that. So if he's, you know, out there, like, try to pick him up, you know, before it's actually announced that he's coming back so you don't have to, you know, use priority waiver claim to get him. Yeah, it looks like they're aiming for a week nine uh, return. So. Yep, so it's week, so yeah, this is week eight, so he'll be yeah. back next week. So yeah, like, some, that's one of those things where, like, Sunday morning, when you have that guy on the edge of your bench where you're like, eh, what am I going to Like, drop him now and pick up Cordero Patterson. That way you don't got to try to do it with a waiver claim next week. And then nobody can use the dude you dropped this week. Is that Gus Edwards or is that Justice Hill? Let's go. We're off a 20-some-yard run. All right. And then so the next game that 
I wanted to look at to talk about was going to be the Arizona versus Minnesota or at Minnesota Vikings game. I'm trading away Ron Dunmore. I'm just kind of done with the experience. Mm-hmm. It's uh, he's had a weird sort of season where he he wasn't doing much earlier on. It seemed like he was banged up. He was in and out of the lineup. Greg Dortch was kind of you know more involved. Ron Dunmore then comes in and he's involved big in the offense, but then like. It's weird because the the Cardinals typically don't do what they've done, which is they've moved Rondell Moore out of the slot to the outside when, like, A.J. Green has been banged up or not playing. And when they do that, Rondell Moore just doesn't perform well. He's he's a slot wide receiver. He performs better in the slot. And that's why he hasn't performed well in the past two games because A.J. Green is healthy and active, he, he but he's a, not, like, yeah. you know, really out there doing anything. So. Yeah, no, he had, he had two solid weeks in a row, um, and then, like, I mean, by solid, I mean, ceiling flex, like, you yeah. know, 13 points, 10 points, and he had a four-point week, um, but I, 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 I can totally see why you're out on Ron Delmore. I, I just, think yeah. he's an interesting hold. I, I have him, dude, I'd rather have him than Bateman at this point, I feel like. He looks good when he plays the role he's supposed to play. When he's being forced to get outside of that role, I don't really like, you know, I, I, I don't think he's really that guy. So, I, I don't know. It, it depends on, if you have somebody that's high on him, I, I'm selling him for sure as well, though. Yeah. But I think he's an interesting long-term project. The guy's 22 years old. Uh, I mean, just like he, I, I don't know. I, I see something there that if he gets some targets, it was a weird week last week because Cardinals had two defensive touchdowns. So there was a lot of. The, I, I think their game plan was a little bit slower. So yeah, that's my Rondell Moore uh, take. <laughs> Sorry, what, what are you looking at over there, Ryan? Yeah. Okay. So you trying to look at Rondell Moore's app? No, I was trying to find some guys that were available in a majority of leagues that we could talk about possibly picking up over guys that we want to drop or get rid of. Yeah. Oh, I'm not carrying Rondell Moore in redraft. <laughs> okay. Anybody uh, is Wandale Robinson available in any of these leagues? Uh, no, Wandale's taking him. He was actually drafted for. Uh, <laughs> A stupid amount of money in my auction reader. No, ESPN, Wondell Robinson is available in about 75% wow, of leagues. That's insane. Well, that Pick up insane. Wondell Robinson. Yeah. I actually made fun of somebody for uh, drafting him. And, and <laughs> yeah, look at it. Well, I mean, yeah, it was it, it is what it is. You know, you take your you take your shots. Let's see. How, how, do you, how do you start the season out? Okay, first of all, he hasn't played. He played the first game where he had one point, and then he didn't play for... Four weeks in a row, so I was—I feel I wasn't wrong about it. Not necessarily. No. Not, he, he not rookies in the later part of the season. These wide receiver rookies, like, they're, they're you know, later part of the season. Alec Pierce available in 67% of leagues. I like that. Now Would that you rather like, have Pierce over Bateman, Moore, Rondell Moore? Yes, <laughs> and regret 100%. <laughs> All right. And then... Yeah, so like I said, I'm in redraft. I'm kind of moving on from Rondell Moore, and like you said, Dynasty is more of a hold. I'm kind of getting sick of it though, too. Maybe if somebody else wants to buy the upside on that, because you know you sell the whole DeAndre Hopkins is leaving, and somebody needs to catch it. But again, I, the, the whole problem is we've seen that he is the slot wire receiver, and he thrives in that. So I don't know that he takes DeAndre Hopkins' role when DeAndre Hopkins goes. You may see some increased volume, but I I think his ceiling might be a little capped. Yeah, uh, 
Uh, wide receiver I feel a lot better about, though, would be Chris Olave of the New Orleans Saints, who are taking on the Las Vegas Raiders this upcoming week. I mean, it's just, it's exactly kind of how I thought it was going to be, where Michael Thomas just can't stay healthy and stay out there on the field. And even when he was, Chris Olave is just more talented. He's younger. He, he's Man, healthy. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. At, at the moment. Uh, well, when Michael Thomas plays football, uh, I think Michael Thomas is better. But does he so, still play football? Yeah, exactly. That is a problem. That 100% is a problem. I love Chris Olave for Dynasty. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. I think he is going to be that guy for sure. But redraft-wise, I'm scared about uh, Michael Thomas coming in and stealing some stuff from him right around championship time. The Saints offense has been pretty good. Yeah. Surprisingly. And whether it was Dalton or Winston, they were both getting Olave the ball. So, yeah. I mean, he's just, you know. Uh, he's that guy, dude. I, I, Dalton's I, been. I would love to get him at whatever his ADP was in redraft, and I would love to have gotten him in, in Dynasty. I think he, he's a great pick this year. Yeah, Dalton's got that offense moving pretty well. It's been great for Kamara. He's getting all his check downs mm-hmm. and getting a lot more work. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, he's starting over Winston this week, so we'll, you know, remains to be seen. I think if if Dalton's playing, you're feeling better about. It. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you're feeling better about yeah. your, the fantasy players that, like around him. You're some, feeling better about your Kamari or Olave. Yeah, some some makes me want to rub my hands together that way. Here about Kansas Winston just hawking it up to Olave. Yeah. He's down there somewhere. Just who cares how many picks he throws? He throws a couple bombs, you know. Yeah, I mean the Saints coaches care. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean they they care, but I don't care about yeah, the Saints. No. fantasy players do not care. We want to now, especially yeah. us as Eagles fans want to see the Saints yeah. fail this year. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton had a big fantasy game last week. Twenty six and a half fantasy points. Yeah. Threw like three touchdown passes, one of which went to Chris Olave. Alvin Kamara, 17.5 fantasy points. He Jawan. Scored, he scored 12 <laughs> points for the other defense, too. This is true. He did two throw pick two pick six. sixes. And he might have had a fumble as well. He's, he's just great for fantasy football, man. It's points all around when Andy Dalton plays. There points for everybody. What more could you ask for? And then again, they're playing the Las Vegas Raiders this week, who took on the Houston Texans last week. Derek Carr does have an, you know, a basically all of the starting lineup for the Las Vegas Raiders on the injury report. Derek Carr has got a back injury. Devontae Adams missed Wednesday practice due to an illness. Matt Collins has something going on with his heel. Josh Jacobs has a foot injury, although he seems like he'll play through it. Darren Waller still suffering with his hamstring injury. I believe he was limited at practice today. That's something to keep an eye on as well. So, Josh Jacobs has probably been the steal of the draft at running back at this point. I think he's like RB3 or RB4 on the season, and he was probably drafted as like RB20. Very late. I think I got him in like the sixth round, maybe seventh round. That's great. All right, so let's move on then. We both – so we had some overlap in this other game that we were going to talk about, the – Pittsburgh Steelers versus at the Philadelphia Eagles. We both had somebody that we're going to trade for and trade away in this game. I'll let you take over, Rich, with the uh, guys there. So my they go hand in hand together. Yep. I'm I'm about I'm looking to trade away Deontay Johnson, and I'm somehow trying to acquire George Pickens. I mean, the connection that Pickens has with Pickett is noticeable, mm-hmm. and you you can see it in who he looks for right away. And the, oh yeah. I, Hey, can we double check on this? I believe that he out targeted Deontay Johnson. Would have been the last two games. I will double check that right now. I don't know about that. I know he I, did. I know he's he did out. Later. He might have out caught him. He might have caught more catches than Deontay Johnson the past okay. two games. But I think Deontay Johnson had like ten and twelve targets in the past two games, and yeah, he it's just uh, seventeen to twelve. 
in the last two games. For Deontay so, Johnson, yeah, For Deontay Johnson, okay. yeah. Yeah, but, but how many catches, catches did Johnson Yeah, have? catches. Uh, so, Deont- Deontay had more catches, I believe, but way less efficient, though. That's way less efficient. Five and five catches, and then let me take a look here. Back over to Pickens. Uh, let's take a look there. So, ten catches. Six and three. Ten to nine, so the catches were much yeah. closer. Yeah, much closer. So yeah, did Pickens looks great. I mean, like he's he passing does. eye test for sure. It's just like I think he had a touchdown in each game, didn't he? Uh, he had a touchdown in one game. Okay. So, but he just he's looked good. Yeah, he looks like he has a good connection with uh, Kenny over there, uh, Tiny Hands, and <laughs> uh, I, I can't believe that meme has died. By the way, I wish it was. It needs to come back. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, Pickens looks like that guy, and dude, this is how the Steelers do it. David Dernay scores a touchdown. Nice little end around. He's the actual wide receiver one on that team. There you go. Trade for Devin Duvernay. Mm-hmm. Or pick up Devin Duvernay yeah. if he's Baby on. out Duvernay in, dude. Yeah, and then I was going to say also in this game, as far as the Eagles go, I'd be looking to acquire Miles Sanders. I feel, that dude has red eyes. Yeah, that, are those understand. contact lenses? Do you, do you think right. they're, they're, they're Bucks, Bucks-themed contact yeah, Bucks lenses? Contact sure he wasn't a vampire. He might have been a vampire. He could be the vampire of uh, of Tampa Bay. Uh, I would be trading for Miles Sanders or trying to acquire my. I, he's. I have to trade for him. He's not available in the waiver wire like somebody like Pickens might be. Yeah, Miles Sanders. I feel like people are still a little undervaluing him. I feel like the Eagles' schedule is a little soft coming up with the Steelers and the Texans and. You know, I just would get ahead and then run miles into the ground. Yeah, get ahead and run miles into the ground seems to be the way the Philly is going to go. So he's actually getting involved. He's getting some work at the goal line. I just, again, I think you could get him for less than what he's actually worth. And then, last game I think we're going to talk about for this episode. We got a, you got a couple guys in this one. This is going to be our Halloween game: Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. We're going to keep it uh, spicy. On the last one, eh? Save the spicy one for last? Save the spicy one for last, dude. Save it for last. I am looking to trade away and sell Joe Mixon. Yeah. You ask me why. Trading away Let's take a look at uh, In Dynasty, stats, redraft, yeah. or both? Yeah. Well, Dynasty, I mean, I think that's it's pretty... He's 26 years old. If you're contending, yeah. I think you're rocking Mixon. If you're rebuilding, I think he's an obvious sell at this point. I think the, if, you, ha- if you're you rebuilding and you haven't yeah. and you haven't sold him, I think you're foolish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: but is that in you're, redraft you're, you trade him. In redraft, yes. If, in redraft, I'm sorry. I'm looking to trade him. Go ahead, cool. I, I was just gonna say you're running on a knife's edge here. So just because he's 26 years old. He is does not look as good as he did last season, uh, from what I can tell. Efficiency is way down. Yeah, uh, it seems that efficiency is down. Um, he is, uh, as much as you hate to say it, say it. As every game that goes by, the you're, you're it's like you're really riding that high because like his value is going to go up for contenders throughout the season. But I'm worried about him getting hurt also and going down for a couple games. And then, dude, you might be left holding the bag if you don't. Hold. If, I mean, you gotta, you, you gotta, gotta decide if you're a rebuilder because like you can probably get more from closer to the trade, the fantasy trade deadline than you're gonna get him right now. But like, I, I don't know. Like his, he could, it, it could go bad for him. I don't know. Yeah, I just I look at it. Your best chance to sell him is probably after this week. Yeah. He's got Cleveland, which is a pretty good matchup. Mm-hmm. He's got Carolina after that, which is a good matchup. Then he goes into his bye. This, uh, and then like yeah. that back half of the schedule it gets a little bit tough. From week 12 on, Like he's got Tennessee, 
who's been very good at limiting opposing teams' running backs. Uh, and then he's got the Chiefs in Cleveland again. They do good matchups. And then starts the tough stretch at the Bucks, Yeah. At New England. And then against Buffalo. Yeah. It's just, they're, they're some pretty tough yeah, matchups I mean, against teams who have been pretty good against running Especially backs. if you're not competing. Like, and that, that's a, I, I have to like preface this. Like, all of this comes from like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move on to next season. Kind of like if you're a contender, um, you're holding Joe, Joe Mixon. He also like, hasn't had his bye week yet yeah. either. And if you can dump a guy like that, to make Rich that was talking about yeah. redraft too, though, and that's what I mean. In redraft, it's yeah. really hard in for redraft, me. Yeah. In redraft, it's really hard for me to move on from Mixon. Yeah, I think the fewest touches he's ever had in a game was twelve, and he's had twenty plus touches in four of the seven games that they've played. If you need a wide receiver. It might, and you have somebody else that is might be serviceable behind him on your bank, then maybe you can trade for a wide receiver and redraft. It's so hard to execute trades. I feel like people don't understand how trades are I supposed think you to have, work. You have to be offer right. something that is for straight up. Like I, I got a trade done with Ramon Cray and CD, and that was because there is number thirty-seven for number thirty-nine, no. and their points are almost exactly the same. That's what I mean, you're just kind yeah. of sw- you're just swapping a dollar for a dollar at that point. I know, right? but you know that's because I, mean? I did that because uh, Marquise Brown got. Hurt and I had uh, Kenneth Walker on my bench, and I have Kareem on my bench. So it's like I, I don't want to have to go from Ramondre to see because I think he's a way better player than him. But just because I had to, uh, it made sense for me to get it done. And that guy who I traded Ramondre to had literally two like RB threes as his running back. So it makes both of us better. I think that's how you execute trade in redraft, especially if you're playing like these more home leagues. You've got to do one for ones, and you can't try to be cheeky with it at all. You just gotta like if anything you want to give them what is the better end of the deal, you know. That's what I mean. I think the way the trade should work ideally is like it should be about you both increasing the points of your starting lineup. So yeah. like I ideally it's a two for two trade where like I give I'm weak at running back, you're weak at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So I give you a wide receiver that you can put in your lineup of one of the guys who's in there who will gain you four extra points and you trade me a running back and it's like yeah you lose that running back but like the difference between the running back you're you're losing and the one that you're going to put in his place is only like two points so you've increased your starting lineup by two points overall with a little less risk and like same thing with me where like i trade away a running back who like now i've lost four points but i gained six points from my wide receiver like so we both increase our overall starting lineup by two points yeah, you have to think about who you're trading with, too, because, like, I mean, the way you're talking about it makes a lot of sense, and I've thought about that, but what I find in redraft is that a lot of people are not willing to think that deep about it. No. And they would rather just do something that's simple. So you find the most simple trade, and you send it. Now, I also find that I have more, I have more success trading just accepting that, like, I might not get as much as I want, but it's still going to be good for my team regardless if like I'm if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make that trade, you know. Oh wow. Uh so but like I I, 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 I don't know, you have to I think in redraft, if depending on the level of players you're you're playing with, like it's sometimes okay to take like take the L, like quote unquote but if if it's a more long term play, you know. It's 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 hard to say. Um I, I think simplifying it though is always the best way to go in, in redraft trades. Yeah. Let me tell you why, like for instance, why I'm looking to possibly trade Mixon. Like, I, I'm pretty deep at running back. Like, if you don't have anybody, I don't think you should be looking to trade away Mixon. Like, if your running back situation is dire. Yeah. But, like, I have I have Jacobs, I have Mixon, I have Kenneth Walker, mm-hmm. I have Stevenson, and I yeah. have Brian Robinson. Yeah, dude, yeah. Like, have- so, like, one of them, and, like, I could use another wide receiver. 
Right. Like being, and I think Mixon might be able to get his name-wise and what he's doing right now might be able to get me the best receiver in return, whereas I don't know if he's going to keep putting up the same numbers he's been putting up. Right, this yeah, dynasty or redraft? Redraft. Who, you, who would you target uh, in that area if you're I'm looking? Not, I'm not sure. I haven't really got into it too deep. Like I said, I'm thinking after this week. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, overall he's PPR player number 34. That's just say, I was just I feel like there's not a whole lot of situations where there's a team that's got four to five running backs that they would they could start you know like where they could comfortably get rid of one and see like I'm still going to start three of these guys on a weekly basis like you have right there that's that's the part that always makes the one for one harder is getting rid of the running back without gaining like a running back in return like you have to have three other running backs on your roster that you're good about that's the part that's always troubling the one thing about playing dynasty that will help you in redraft is definitely scouting those uh, running backs though. that are coming out of college compared to people that don't watch college football at all. You can get such a better read on it. It's it's not that hard. It's actually one of the like the more simple things. I'm not that is easy, but like it's a little bit more obvious because like you can, you see them in the preseason. It, you know, but a little bit, but like it's if it's a combination of draft capital and like situation, obviously. But it is you can get such a huge leg up by just getting some of those guys on on the real cheap or late in your draft. And then uh, Tyler Boyd, was he a trade for or a trade away for you, Rich? That was a trade for. I actually with forgot Jamar, about him. With Jamar Chase yeah, Jamar Chase out. injury now and being out, who knows for how long at this point. Tyler Boyd slots in as somebody he's been producing as the wide receiver three there, and now he gets to move up in the pecking order. I just think that's it's, it's a great situation for him. Great buy for a contender in a dynasty league. Like even redraft, somebody might not value him as highly as they probably should. He's a guy who just like he's always seems to be undervalued. Uh, just real quick to bring it back to Joe Mixon. Sorry, I know we moved on from yeah. it, but do you think with Chase gone, who's kind of his go-to guy, he might end up checking the ball down a little more to Mixon and gets a few more targets a game? I mean, possibly, but I, I could see the offense struggling a little bit on a hole without Chase. A guy that takes the top off and that threat that draws double teams and opens stuff up for some other guys. It's like they can, you know, maybe stack the box a little bit more or, you know, take away T. Higgins now, and then there's just one less guy now. It just... Chase so opened then have up. to cover Tyler Boyd. Yeah, but they just Chase opened up a lot for everybody else. So on, like, well, I think it's good that he, you know, not good, but with him being out, it's it's a benefit for Tyler Boyd. Just on their offense on a whole, I can see struggling a bit from what they have been doing the past couple of weeks when they started heating up. Yeah, it's a lot of threat loss um, for for defenses. So yeah, I mean, we'll see how they adapt. That deep threat. I mean, we watched it with the Rams this past couple of weeks, like with a guy who couldn't take the top off. With they missed Van Jefferson. Mm-hmm. A ton. Yeah, like, he could be back next week. Is what the? I mean, news they got Baskaratic, so I mean. <laughs> wow. All right. So yeah, I think that was everything as far as guys that we're looking to trade for and trade away. Some honorable mentions: Brian Robinson Jr. is a trade for. Nico Collins, with you know rumors Brandon Cooks might be out. Nico Collins be left as kind of you know the top broad receiver there, and without any real competition. So, you know, not really a trade for, but like a you know a pickup off waiver wires or you know a free agency if he's available. And then some tradeaways I forgot to mention: Drake London. I think I'm uh, in redraft. I'm done with Drake London for sure. And in dynasty, uh, you know if. <laughs> I don't know what's going on and how long this coach is going to be there, but this offense is just not something I'm into. You know, Kyle Pitts has struggled with it, 
Drake London's now struggling in it. I just, I don't know, man. Uh, might move on from him for some upside play elsewhere. How are you feeling about Drake London overall long-term in Dynasty League, Rich? Uh, Dynasty, I'm fine with it. I mean, yeah, I'm holding. I like that. I'm holding for sure. I still like Drake London. I just, for redraft, I don't know if this year is his, is his year. Yeah, yeah. They're just not throwing the ball. Yeah, let, mean, let him develop. I think it's one of those things, like, don't move on from him yet. Let him develop. It's, 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 it's hard to say. Yeah, I'm just concerned. Like, I don't know if Arthur Smith and necessarily can at the end of this year. I feel like they're overperforming based on what people were expecting. You know, they were one, you know, like bad referee call from, you know, potentially being four and three at the moment and leading the division. And I feel like they're playing themselves out of, you know, a top five overall pick at the moment to grab one of those quarterbacks. Like, and I just feel like there's a lot to go. I feel like there's a lot to add to this team before you actually grab your franchise quarterback. So how long before they get that franchise quarterback in there and shift away from this offense, yeah, you know? That's I mean, a good point, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, dude, it, it, like, I like to think, like, most of the time, like, when I see stuff, like, going on that, like, in my head, I question, like, I'm like, well, you know, they're GMs of the teams, like, and like their coaches, like they know what's like what's best for a team. But like, dude, I have no idea actually what's going on over there. Like, this is like the first time. I'm like, wait a minute, like are you're they losing actually... thirty-five to seventeen. You're running an HB dive up the middle. I just don't understand really what's going on there. The Giants like, was it last year, or two years ago, calling the quarterback sneak on third down? Yeah, sometimes in a row. Like, sometimes I'm like, third down. And could I have? <laughs> could I have made that decision? Like, I feel like I I could have. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, third and nine. It's gonna do. It's, it's disappointing <laughs> to say the least. Uh, if you have any stocks in that offense, I mean, it's just sad. Yeah, there's some other guys that I feel like I might have been more up to. I might have have gone that it could have gone later that I might be more optimistic about now. Moving on, George Pickens, Alec Pierce are guys that you know maybe trade Drake London, acquire them plus a later pick in the upcoming draft. I don't know. Just something them all over. Something I was thinking. All right, I think that's going to do everything for this episode. We are going to come back with another one previewing the rest of the upcoming games. We're going to do a little more preview style and less focus on, you know, trading for and trading away players. But until next time, you can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Oddballs. And you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your audio podcast. I'm Ryan McNichols. Rich out. Mike Coyle. See you later. Anybody getting the new Madden game? Rich, no. no he injured Tyler Boyd.